Hello and welcome to Super Saturday as a comic book media podcast. Each episode will be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A, and on today's episode, I'm joined by... I'm Jake. All right. Well, on with the show. So we got a couple of different things to cover for news in the roundup. So um, I don't know if you've been up to, up to date on comics with uh, X-Men recently, Jake, but okay, well, uh, recently in the comics, the whole big thing with the X-Men is that they have their own island of Krakoa. They're mm-hmm. not a part of the United States. They have their own nation, all that type of shit. That's been the status quo for like the last four years, I want to say, maybe, Okay. maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. Uh, Marvel just announced this past weekend that that era is over they're ending it with the fall of the house of x and the rise of the powers of x dang yeah uh honestly i haven't really been keeping up on the x-men stuff but i'm genuinely curious what's going to happen next with that yeah for sure i'm gonna have to catch up on four years of reading now (laughs) yeah it's daunting but i I think it's doable (laughs) possibly yeah Forget any other schoolwork or grad school prep, just X-Men. Yep, just forget school. (laughs) Forget education. It's okay. Actually, you're getting an education because, you know, Xavier's school for gifted mutants. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Getting educated in more important ways. 100%. All right, so Matthew Vaughn announces that there's going to be – he has plans for a reboot of Kick-Ass. Matthew Vaughn directed the first Kick-Ass movie. Dang. And uh, he said a reboot is possibly on the horizon, but like the way he worded it, it kind of seemed like maybe it's like a reboot sequel type of thing. I don't know. I like his Kingsman movies. I'm curious where where it's going to go. Yeah, for sure. All right. uh... Did you watch Kick-Ass? I I have. It's been a long time, but uh, I think a reboot would be a cause for a rewatch. Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen Kick-Ass in, like, so long. I remember, like, I was a little too young. Should I have been watching it? No, but I still watch it. I still, <laughs> I still watch that shit. It was a good movie. <laughs> well, I like I said, I'm really glad to have you on the show, Jake. And, you know, do you want to tell the guests who you are and what connection you have to the show? Yeah, absolutely. Um So I recently graduated from Oakland with a degree in music technology. uh, And I actually was fortunate enough to write the intro and other music for this show. So it's kind of been a full circle experience uh, being approached a while ago, being asked to write this, and then now finally making it on the show. All right, let's give them a round of applause, guys. Right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. They're too kind. The audience is just too kind. <laughs> All right. So on today's episode, we are going to be giving our top three picks for comic book movie theme songs. Are you ready to dive in, Jake? I am so ready. All right. Let's dive in. All right. 
so before we really get into the meat and potatoes about this, I honestly am curious, Jake, what really got you into music? And what really, like, when it comes to your picks, what really got you to pick the three that you picked for this episode? See, I I mean, getting into music, that's just been a lifetime kind of experience. Um, my whole family was musicians growing up. I was kind of not necessarily forced into it, but it was a... Uh, it wasn't really an option. So if we want to call that force, we can. Um, and then it, around end of high school, I finally made the decision to go into music. Um, and within that uh, composition, film scoring, that sort of thing. Um, but for me, like good film music is anything that gives a good atmosphere, um, like creates a plot relation kind of thing, but not necessarily taking away from what's happening on screen. I think it's more there to amplify the action on the screen. Um, and in some cases, like in most cases, you're helping portray emotions, connect scenes, comment on the action. Um, in some cases, there's like historical applicability. So I think there's just a lot of elements that kind of go into what a top film score would. Um, yeah, I think it, it's a lot easier for me to name film scores that are terrible, I think, oh. than there are scores that I love, like, on my list. Uh, but it was still very difficult trying to come up with a top three. Okay, okay. Well, honestly, what are some terrible ones that did not make your list? Some terrible ones? Or, like, I some mean, you just did want to put on there? Yeah, like, I... I and it's tough because I love Marvel movies. I, I love the old Marvel more than the new Marvel, but that's a whole other episode. Um, I really hate a lot of the original Marvel movie scores. Woo. Uh, like th there are some good ones and I'm, I'm not going to spoil my list because I, I have some of those on my list, but like the first Iron Man movie, for example, terrible film score, but you also I have agree. to look at, you have to look at like the process of the movie being made. Like it was a, it was thrown together to sell toys and then it kind of blew up and became the sensation that it is now. So they weren't really focused on creating a great film score. They wanted to sell Iron Man toys to keep Marvel alive. I'd say I can appreciate the first movie score for a couple of reasons. It was smart as hell that they incorporated the uh, Black Sabbath song, Iron Man, into the movie. Oh, yeah. Smart. Smart as hell. Uh, and then I liked, um, I don't know if you like knew this or not. Let me know if you did. Uh, the scene where, like, Rhodey and Tony are in Las Vegas. And there's, like, this music that's playing. It's like a redone version of the 60s Iron Man theme from, like, the old cartoon. That was yeah. a really cool touch. I liked that. That was pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, I'd say that, like, I 100% agree with you on though. That a lot of the earlier Marvel movies, when it came down to the score, it just, it was a little lackluster. I think some movies really stuck. I stood out. I'd say The Incredible Hulk kind of stood out for me a little bit. I liked some of the sound beats. I liked the different themes that they were utilizing, and some of the interpolations of the old stuff that they had previously. It, it kind of moved me. I think the score kind of got better mostly towards when we got towards Avengers. Uh, and then maybe even First Avenger, Captain America First Avenger, maybe. But I don't know. 
but you are the guest. So what is <laughs> your number three? My number three is, I'm going to kind of go back on what I said before, is the original Captain America movie. Oh, okay. All right. Like, part of it is I, I just love that movie a lot, but that I think it was 2011, the Captain for the the first Avenger. Um, Alan Spester just did such like an incredible job of kind of taking that historical application um, of that just March feel and putting it into um, what I, I I consider being one of the most iconic uh, Marvel film scores to date um, outside of like the Avengers theme and the, the big picture items. But I think in the way that it's been tied in in context in other movies and in how it is um, used to kind of just portray the action and that sense of patriotism and hope throughout that first movie, uh, I think just really does an excellent job. Okay, okay. Honestly, that's kind of an inspired choice. I didn't even expect that to be on your list. But really? The, like, I didn't expect. I really didn't expect that. I'm really seeing many people <laughs> talking about it like that. I would say for me, the thing that really stood out about the score in that movie, I love Star Spangled Man with the Plan. Maybe because I'm basic. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I do see exactly what you were talking about with the uh, old school sensibilities that he mixed into there. It did feel very. I don't know. I'm, you're, you're making me want to revisit that movie and revisit the score. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to give it a second a second look. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, for it, sure. Yeah. Like, it was kind of simple, but like, s simple is good for this. I don't know how to best describe it. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about now that I think about it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like, I, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, once again, that, that phase one Marvel is looked at as more of the early movies that they spent years trying to retcon and make work into the larger story not necessarily retcon the entire movie but retcon parts of it and try and make what they did in those original movies work for the rest of it but i think in the way that the themes in that first captain america are incorporated into future movies and used to just help elevate that first movie i think is what really sets that apart from a lot of those other phase one and other marvel movies in general okay okay um captain america did not make my list but <laughs> what made my list and even i'm a little surprised that it's on my list uh because primarily i was going over the the comic book movie soundtracks that i find myself listening to like every now and then because for me i wanted to like pick something that was like has replayability Something that is just memorable, and then something that it really evokes um, the emotions during the movie. And I gotta say, X-Men 2, or X2, that album, um, well, that score by John Ottman. Number one, the X-Men's theme is fucking awesome. Like, I don't, I, listen, <laughs> listen, the, the fucking... The opening fucking scene when the music starts playing and then after the fucking main titles come on and then the X doors closes like <laughs> gets me every fucking time. And then it's like the slow mar like march 
and it's like dun 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 dun, dun. like every time it gets me like that's fucking iconic as hell. I'll never forget um, going to see <laughs> X Men uh, Days of Future Past back in 2014, and soups. I'm in my 20s. Yes, we're young on this show, but <laughs> in 2014, I was about like 15 years old or whatever, going to see that in theaters, and the amount of nostalgia I had when that song came on, and just even <laughs> um, down to when John Ottman came back for Days of Future Past. Uh, He's really, really good at evoking a lot of different emotions. And I just liked um, just the different beats that were just used throughout the entire movie and how the theme was, like, able to be, like, interwoven into almost every little piece of the movie, but, like, in different variations. Uh, so that's why it's my number three. I would honestly get, like, say another thing that I love is just I just love John, John Ottman, Ottman stuff. Even when he worked on uh, Superman Returns, his shit was pretty. He's really good. He's a great composer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, ab absolutely. That that score is, I think, the one of the epitomes of the X Men characters. I'm I'm saying one of them just because of the cartoon also being its own its own separate category. Um, but I I would agree that that was in my honorable mentions. The X Two soundtrack um it, it really is just a phenomenal score uh yeah that there's not too much to say that you didn't already on that one um yeah so what's your number two <laughs> my number two i kind of went a different direction completely than my number three spot uh, i wanted to pick one that had more of the atmosphere creation um and kind of just that driving uh, the thing that makes you feel something in a movie, but I think this one is in a different way than like an emotional content. So I ended up choosing the dark Knight really? with Hans Zimmer. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. So once again, like maybe not the first thing people think of when it comes to superhero scores, part of it is also just, it's a phenomenal movie. And I think Hans Zimmer did an excellent job of taking the action and there are times where he mirrors it very well in the score, but then there are times where there's a lot of action on screen and the score is very minimal, which I really appreciate because it allows that contrast for you to kind of get a, you feel something different when you have music that is saying one thing and visuals that are saying another thing. So I think it's kind of a cool concept that was taken there and the themes themselves are very simple and I think you also get what I was just saying in the fact that the theme is very simple, but Batman is a pretty complex character when you're looking at the inner thought behind him and the constant inner battles he's facing as a character. Um, you see that in the movie with the, like the scenes with Two-Face and how he has the choice between saving the two different people uh, and joker tricked him and all that so you're getting the internal conflict but then you're seeing you're getting a completely different emotion portrayed through the music so i think it's a pretty cool concept okay what was your favorite theme in the entire movie though i think there's the the main theme where it's just the simple it's just two notes that's going back and forth but in the sense of driving the plot and uh giving that sense of like kind of like a 
like a spy, like Batman World's Greatest yeah. Detective. Like you're getting that like simple spy theme um, just with two notes. Okay. Okay. Um, Dark Knight is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, it it, uh, it is on it. there. Yeah. I would argue <laughs> if I had to choose, I kind of like Hans Zimmer's work on Batman Begins a little better than the Dark Knight. Hmm. It might be a little controversial. Yeah. But hey, uh, I still no love the Dark Knight. It's yeah. on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. So, this may be very basic of me, but you know what? Who cares? All right. Spider-Man 2 is <laughs> on my number two, primarily because I love the music in that movie so much. And I know that's usually everybody's favorite Spider-Man movie. It it is damn good, but just looking yeah. at it from like just yeah, just looking at it for like just the music and everything. <laughs> I just love the music in the movie. I love um all of the little beats and the emotions that you really feel if you, if you just take them in and pay attention to all the little like music beats. And I really my favorite scene in the entire movie is the ending, uh, especially for the music music. The part where Mary Jane chooses to stay with Peter. She runs all the way there. And the music is, like, slow. And then when they make out, the theme starts swelling in, like, a whole, like, reprise. And then the choir comes in, and it's like, oh, like, all that shit. And then, like, now I'm about to talk a little bit more about the scene, more so than the music. But, like, I love that scene so much because, like, the fact that the scene ends with, like, Mary Jane looking as he's swinging away and the camera holds on a little too long. And she's at first like smiling, but then she pauses and she's like, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Did I make the right choice? Yeah. Cinema. Cinema at its finest. Cinema. <laughs> oh, it, it is. I, th I think the Spider-Man 2 could be one of the greatest superhero movies ever. Um, and I did have Spider-Man 2 in my honorable mentions as well. Mm, okay so I, I i will i will i i will agree with that um yeah it, it, it there's something different that danny elfman does when he's writing a film score um and you it's very easy to tell when it's a danny elfman score yeah. i think especially in that generation um i mean you can go back to the original batman um not the original I mean, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, we'll say, we'll say yeah. original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before my time, <laughs> um, when 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 Elfman when Elfman did that Batman theme, um, and like it is a very Elfman score where you're getting those sweeping lines and you're getting just the. Uh, it's hard to find the right word for, it, but it is, it is a very high quality score. So I I will appreciate your second choice. Okay. Okay. All right, so what are some honorable mentions before we get to your number one? Well, I've, I've already listed two of them with Batman and Spider-Man. Uh, but I had to list, uh, actually, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Really? Okay. Which, it, once again, it's not something that people first think of when they hear film scores. But I do think that those two Captain... I'm not even a huge Captain America fan. So I, I want to preface that by saying I'm not just picking my favorite Marvel character. Right, but, right. 
but the the way that the scores were written with um, Sylvester in the first one and uh, Henry Jackman in the second one, uh, the the use of the initial orchestral theme, but combining that with synthesizers and static, just one note motifs in the Winter Soldier kind of creates that spy theme, which I really appreciate. Um, similar to the way Hans Zimmer did in The Dark Knight, where you're just having the static, dun, 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 where it's just one note repeating, and then you're getting other synthesizer lines in that. I watched a whole documentary on how they made the movie or made the score for that movie. So there might be a little bias just from more background information there. Um, I know it's not really like a first superhero movie that people think of. I included The Incredibles on mine. Oh, uh, ooh. Wow. I know. That is actually, yeah. I wasn't, that's, I wouldn't have even thought about that. Yeah, no, that has to go on there. <laughs> that that almost hit my top th- or my top three. Michael Giacchino is a genius in that movie with kind of taking the the family dynamic, but kind of putting the spy theme with it, with the plenty of jazz and bongo rolls. It's mm-hmm. it's excellent. <laughs> Honestly, like, damn! I wish I had that on my honorable mentions. No, <laughs> seriously, you got me. Um. All right. Oh I'll, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Well, since you mentioned Michael uh, Giacchino, I have two things on my honorable Ooh. mentions that kind of is him esque. Well, first one being the Batman is on my honorable mentions. Yes. Uh I have that fucking album slash score on vinyl. Like I got it on vinyl. I got the Mondo exclusive. Dang. Yeah. And. I love it. I even like have um I listened to like a version of the Batman theme with like rain in the background. It just Oh dang. If I really have to describe <laughs> it. And you know, soups at home, you guys might fight me on this. Maybe, who knows? Possibly. Or maybe TikTok might eat me up. Who knows? I <laughs> gotta say, if I had to choose which composer was able to nail Batman more I would say the Batman might have like, or maybe it's me being biased, but the movie, I don't know. But like the opening um, song on the score, I damn it. I forgot the name of it, but it isn't, it isn't the full out theme yet, but it's like, it's at the beginning of the movie where Batman has a narration and he's talking about how Mm. the streets fear him. And it literally sounded very like horror esque. Like it, like I I remember when I first saw the movie, I was kind of terrified just because of the music. And yeah, the, uh, Nirvana. No, not Nirvana. You're well, talking something in the something in the way, right? No, well, no, no. No. Are we thinking of the same movie here? We are, but like, no, that wasn't in the beginning of the movie. I I that I could be end. wrong. That was at the end. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. you're right. I need to do a rewatch. I need to do a rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nirvana scares the shit out of me, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god. god no but like you know he's just talking about how like fear and then like the bat signal comes up and then it's like the, oh yeah like music just swells up it's just i don't know that's a honorable mentions and since you yeah. mentioned incredibles i actually put fantastic four by john ottman Oh, yeah, you have thoughts. Like, you have thoughts. Okay. Well, I, I, I have thoughts on every Fantastic Four movie that's come out. 
Uh, I mean, it's hard for... I, I will say it's been a very long time since I've seen the movie, so I might need to do a rewatch just to understand why it's in your honorable mentions because I think the movie should be uh, burned. I'm going to have to reach through this computer. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, may, maybe the first one was good. No, this Silver is from the first Surfer one. This is from the first one. Okay. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a bad movie. I, I, I'm able to look yeah, back at those movies. I, it was fun. It was fun. I, I, I think it's... Because, like, I, I feel that way about some of the other Fantastic Four movies. And it's more, I appreciate them for the nostalgia more than actual cinematic content. I agree with you on that. I can agree with you okay. on that. Uh, <laughs> like, the first two, Silver Surfer and the very first one, if it's on TV, yeah, I'm going to just eat some popcorn, watch it a little bit, and, you know, yeah. it's fun. It's popcorn, yeah. you know? Uh, now we're not talking about fan for fan four stick fan four stick. That, that was trash. That, that doesn't exist. <laughs> but you know, honestly, don't even rewatch the movie. Just, just, just listen to the score by itself. Yeah. The main theme is really, really good. And it just feels very fantastic for to me. And I think that m- might be a score that's really like overlooked. Actually, who would you want to see score the new fantastic four movie? Oh, if they said, that is a Jake, go ahead and choose. Jake, We're this is Marvel. We're going to sign you the mouse check. And <laughs> you are in charge Ooh. of picking who's scoring the movie. You know, see, I, I really liked early Marvel when they were doing this. I'll, I'll get to a point because I know I commented on early Marvel. The thing I liked about early Marvel was that they had a different composer for a lot of different movies and you got a lot of variety in what you were hearing um, and in who was composing. They got a lot of big name people to do some of these films. But I think in more recent Marvel, there's one composer specifically that's done quite a few different movies and I've really loved what he's done in each of them. And that's got to be Michael Giacchino. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Just, I mean, the, all the Spider-Mans with, uh, he did Doctor Strange, like just very, I think, next level. Um, and there's a lot of thought put into each of those uh, compositions, orchestrations. I mean, Doctor Strange, the use of harpsichord for that like older feel. Um, Spider-Man, just that lighthearted, fun esque theme um i think michael j kino could do some really great things with fantastic four you know i think he really has the range for it because um you know it's funny you mentioned dr strange because honestly i would put that on my honorable mentions as well like dr strange's theme it has that old-timey vibe but also has like that psychedelic vibe that like dr strange has always been linked to like it just it it was fun. I liked it a lot. Like just the little like, like it was great. Loved it. I loved it. Uh so yeah. I think he has the range for it. Cause honestly, I noticed that with uh, Dan- with uh, Danny Elfman, th- there's instances where I can play different works of his, but like I can instantly tell. Mm, you may have like recycled this part, or you may have done the same thing here, or. 
Danny, we love you, but it it it's, 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 it sounds a little too similar. And you know, I like me some right. Danny Elfman, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think uh, G. Kano could offer the variety where it, it's I'm hearing a fantastic fourth theme, and I'm not hearing a modified Spider-Man Homecoming theme with bits of The Incredibles, with bits of Doctor Strange. And not that not that Danny Elfman does that, but it's like we said, when you can hear an Elfman score and you know that it's Danny Elfman. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think the only other one that I had on my honorable mentions, which we can choose or not choose to count because it's technically a Marvel TV show. But I have to I have to at least comment on uh, Loki with Natalie Holt. That is an inspired choice. I wouldn't have even thought about that. But you know what? I, yeah. could, I, I see the vision. I see the vision. Yeah. It, it just like the use of synthesizers and full choir and orchestra. It is just such a it, it is one of the most iconic, I think, Marvel themes that have come out since Endgame. Honestly, now that I think about it, I think of all the shows that we've had from the um, MCU, that theme really is m- memorable. I don't know yeah. if it's because it was like trending on TikTok, and I, I, and even if it wasn't trending on TikTok, I think still think it just it felt very memorable. It kind of reminded me of Stranger Things almost. Yeah, exactly. And I I do think like I'm I'm not even saying just the TV shows, but any movie and TV show that's come out since phase well after home or uh, after Far From Home, and we'll exclude sequels because they're using similar themes, but. I do think that that is the only theme that I could like sing or play on a piano back in some way. Like I, I couldn't tell you what the Falcon and winter soldiers theme was. I guess WandaVision had a little bit of that theme, but like Shang-Chi, I couldn't tell you Um, Eternals. I couldn't tell you because I was asleep, but (laughs) You know that uh, Kiki Palmer video where she was like, "Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, I would not know. I don't know this man. Yeah, that, that's what that was given just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. No, but you know what? I would 110% agree with you, honestly, on some real stuff. Yeah, that was a really inspired choice. You really, you really stumped me Thanks. on that one. Like, I would not have thought about Loki um, as my honorable Thank mentions. You. Of course, of course. <laughs> I have one more okay. honorable mention that I wanted to bring up, and I'm not sure if it counts. But we did already talk about it because it is a show. Hmm. X-Men, the animated series. There it is. I knew it was either going to be X-Men or WandaVision, and I was like, I feel like he's going to go with the classic. Yeah, like, just, man, I, huge comic fan, and I was watching this video talking about the development of the 90s um, animated series, which, it was one of, like, the first animated series for, like, kids that, like, didn't do episodic shit it started doing like full-on series season stuff yeah which was like unheard of at the time 
And apparently, when they made this song, theme song, the execs did not like it because they said that like, oh, kids won't know which character is which. We need to have a words in the in the theme song. Hmm. And they fought tooth and nail for it. But the theme song itself, it's so iconic. Like you, you just you just play all you gotta do is just play the first couple of beats. Dun oh, dun yeah. da, 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 da. Boom. You you got me right there. You got me oh, right yeah. there. This theme song is literally telling you shit is gonna happen. I don't know <laughs> what's happening. I don't know what an X Man is, but I know some shit finna get fucked up. Oh yeah. And the same could even go for like the rest of the score in the show. Um it's still like I don't know. Yeah, I think it really speaks for itself. I don't have much else to add with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited to. I'm, I would assume that they would be reusing the same theme for the X Men '97 show. They have to. They like, like they have to. They have to if at this point. Yeah, if they're keeping all the same actors over until now, they they better be keeping the same theme. I mean, shit, they played it in the MCU twice, so. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I I did forget about that. Mm-hmm. So what is your number one? I'm getting the feeling that we have the same number one. I'm going to be honest. Ooh. But I have to go with the John Williams <sighs> Superman theme. You got, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> absolutely right. We do have the same number one. That was my number there one, too. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, like, it. it is, I think, just the most iconic superhero theme of all time. Um. And like it, I, 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 I read an article that was saying it was like the best theme of all time. And I, like even the example they used in the article was saying it was like better than Star Wars. And I was like, okay, that might be a little far, but it, it's not, I don't think it's too far off. I think uh, in terms of just that, that Superman March is, it fully embodies who the character Superman is, which I think uh, it's difficult to do in music to portray the epitome of a character. But John Williams in the mastermind that he is, I think, found a way to do that. I think he found a way to do it because the song basically says Superman throughout the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> like 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 literally like honestly all you got to do is na 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 super bad like just like yeah. that and yeah. you know something it's like like you said you, you said it great when, by like saying that you literally like this this music the music that's in the movie the theme song it literally tells you who this character is it fills you with so much hope and it fills you with so much relief and John Williams does an amazing job, not just with the main theme, but just the entire score. And that is another score that I have on vinyl. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2020, uh, Mondo released like a, it was a, it was like after Richard Donner passed away, they released like a limited edition vinyl and it has like splatters all over it. And then it has like this big newspaper that had a picture, like it was like a Daily Planet newspaper and it was uh like it was describing the creation of the vinyl and how like they had to re-record the music and all the other type of stuff and yeah great shit uh 
Um, I'll, I'll send you something after the. I'll send you pictures of it after yeah. the call. But, um, you know, I love that album. Just the score so much. Uh, it, it, even yeah. the little bits, even especially the love theme between Lois and uh, Superman. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just, it, it's great. It's great. Every single bit, bit and piece of that entire thing. Yeah, I mean that John Williams just does a phenomenal job. Like I, he makes even the most boring, like not I, I'm going to say boring, not necessarily commenting on Superman, but in some of the other movies, he'll take like a scene that is just two people talking or walking down a hallway and make this like incredible, uh, like theme or just backing track that like people everywhere will listen to on vinyl because of just how phenomenal it is. So I think it's a really cool, I, I love his scores. So yeah, I, I think it's a really cool vibe he creates. Yeah. Uh, actually after this call, um, if you're interested, I think um, they have like some of the old trailers for the Superman movie and the very first teaser for the movie, they didn't show any footage of the movie in the first teaser. It was just like aerial shots in the sky and you basically just saw the names coming across the screen of the people in the mm. movie. And you then like got the tagline, um, you'll believe a man can fly. But the theme that was playing was, I think it, it was the love theme. It was the Superman love theme, but like it was just just majestic and like amazing and then swelled up and all the other type of stuff. And I was just sitting there thinking like, if I've never seen that movie, the music alone sold the fuck out of me. And you guys didn't even, you, you didn't even show shit in the damn <laughs> teaser trailer. Oh my gosh. That is great. I, I will have to check that out. Yeah. Like I gotta say, like everything about that movie is magical and taking a step away from comic books. Yes. We're a show that talks about comic books, but it's the fact that like almost everything about that movie is like you know talked about even outside of comic book movies it's like listed as one of the greatest movies ever and shit like that it's, 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 yeah. good, it's a good movie and great yeah. score yeah i i could not agree more i think it's i think it's excellent all right well thank you again for hopping on the show jake happy to be here i was uh overdue i think but it is is excellent i'm happy to have been able to join you of course. Thanks for sitting down and talking about scores and everything with me. But, <laughs> but Soups, let us know. What scores did you like? Did your list match up with our lists? Be sure to let us know on Instagram at Super Saturdays Podcast, TikTok at Super Saturdays Pod, and Twitter at Super Saturday PC. Your messages and reviews can make their way on the show. This was Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. And this is Jake. And where can the Soups find you, Jake? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Jake Voigt Music. Uh, and that is the only social media I have. So you'll have to stick with that. All right. Well, see you next Saturday, Soups. <laughs>